I, I, I literally left Phoenix with probably maybe about $70 in my pocket. And to get there, I can't rent a car because my, my account's dead until I get paid on Friday. Yeah. You know, and so I get, you know, a taxi to the air, to the hotel. And I'm staying, you know, a little Hotel 6. Yeah. I've got to hustle them to let me check in to promise them that on Friday I'm going to have some money in there. Wow. You know, and this is night before the contest. It's like a Thursday night. We're starting on Friday. Yeah. I walk over to the Denny's. And I'm literally ordering off like the like you kind of pick your own like, 99 cent menu. Yeah, you know, yeah. picking and then they're like, Do you want something to drink? And I'm like, No. And like they felt bad for me. So they go, oh, you can never give you water. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they got like twelve dollars to, to buy some food, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, most guys wouldn't do that. You know, there's no way. They no chance. You know, but yeah. like Welcome to the Shaw Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shaw, and today we have got a really, really awesome guest. Mr. Jerry Pritchett is in the house. Jerry is a multiple-time World's Strongest Man finalist, uh, competed at the Arnold Classic for years, just kind of a staple in the strongman world, but he has also done a lot outside of the strongman world. He's got a, a really interesting story. I was doing a little bit of research on you, man, coming into this and, yeah. and just trying to find out some stuff. And it's it's really interesting with this podcast. I've had a few guys on that I've known for years, yeah. literally for years. And I found out a lot of new stuff, you know, different things, you know, outside of the sport. I think we all get so tied up in competing competition. Hey, you show up to a contest how was the training? How's the family? You know, how, how are things, man, whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, I'm excited to find out more, man. But how are you doing? Good? Doing good. Doing good. Much better now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A rough last night, but uh, doing much better right now. Um, we're, we're, on, we're on a little bit of a delay with the podcast because yeah. uh, Jerry must have ate something bad. But yeah. uh, we got flexibility, man. Good, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're, we're here for you. We're, we're here for you to have fun, man. So... Luckily, you got some food in, um, and uh, everything seems to be staying down. But uh, yeah, that's better now. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, but, uh, yeah, excited to be here. This will be fun. Yeah, it will be. It will be, man. Um, so, going back to growing up, I, I feel like a lot of times with us, our childhood, and you know, different experiences that we have, a lot of that type of stuff tends to mold us absolutely very much in, into who we become and and. A lot of our mindset stems from that. Yeah. So, so talk to me about about Jerry growing up. Like, what type of kid were you? What were you into? So, you know, primarily growing up, I grew up in my dad's fab shop. My dad had a fab shop in Phoenix, and I, you know, I spent every summer there, every day after school, every weekend. You know, whether it was, you know, just making something, you know, on my own, or or when I actually started working, I started working in the shop when I was twelve years old. So, your earliest memories are. It's always just been at the shop, really. You yeah. showed up when you were... Yeah, I just, I, I'd either go shop with him or my mom would pick me up after school and we'd go to the shop and I just was always at the shop, you know. So it, it's, it's been a huge benefit growing up, though, you know, growing up in that atmosphere. Um, not only learning a trade, for one, but le learning hard work and, and, and you know, the, the struggles of, of self-employment and, and all that and that, that work ethic, you know. Um, yeah, my, my old man was... was the hardest working guy I could ever, 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 ever meet. And uh, so I and has learned that work ethic from him. It's carried over into multiple things that I've done, especially strongman. Well, hundred percent. And you are known as a hardworking dude. You know, I mean, I, I think just by and large in the sport, you know, you've, you've 
done a lot of different things, but you've also worked full time. Yeah. You've kept that, you've maintained that, you've been a dad, you know, and you you've done that and 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 still trained and still competed and and fit it into your life. And I think that that's, that's pretty amazing, you know, and, and uh, um, you know, a lot of us have different paths that we go down yeah. uh, getting into the sport, but you know, with that, so you're, you're going, you know, as a kid, your earliest memories are going in hard work, you know, what your dad taught you yeah. and what you got to see. And I'm sure a lot of it maybe wasn't even said, it was just what you observed, yeah. what you observed as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, just watch it. Cause I, you know, I, I, I loved the trade from a young age. So, you know, whether I was watching him build something or one of the guys that worked in the shop, you know, I was all the time just watching, you know, learning, you know, just like a sponge, just learning all that, you know, um, which carried over to, you know, a career, you know. Um, but then, you know, like I so said, learning that, that, that hard work and, and, and you know, self-employment is not easy. You know, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's some, there's some good times we're eating steak and there's other times we're eating beans, you know. It's not so good. But um, I think it's, it's a valuable lesson, you know, growing up in. Um, and then we got to do a lot of cool stuff. You know, we were big, in, you know, we're a racing family. So we grew up, my dad always built race cars. So I grew up, you know, going to the racetrack, building race cars, you know, in that, that atmosphere of, of, the, of the race cars, you know. And then at, um, at 15, I had, uh, you know, I'd been kind of messing around at home, you know, with, you know, I had, you know, a little home gym set, you know. And, and me and a buddy, we'd train every now and then. One of the things you train for, you know, a week or two, then you know, maybe not for a week or two, then back again, you know. Absolutely. And, and you know, kind of through like middle school. And then I played uh, freshman football my freshman year. And then a buddy of mine decided we were going to go, we were going to go to another gym. Uh, he could get us on the base, which is close to the house, Air Force Base. And so we were going to go there just to try to be more serious and, and try to get a little bigger and stronger for football. And um, there was a powerlifting gym down the road that, um, actually, one of the guys that worked on a race car was training at. He'd went there just to lose weight. And the guy that ran it, Michael Wanetti, he was an old powerlifter. And, and if any guys showed any signs like they could be, you know, strong, he'd, he'd get them into powerlifting. And so, you know, we'd be working on a race car for years until I started, before I started. And John would be talking about, you know, powerlifting. And we, we didn't have a clue. Where he was, where we knew race cars, you know. And uh, so, anyways, fast forward, I was 15. And then, we were going to go to the base gym, and my dad said, well, why don't you go down to Thorbeck's, you know, where John goes. Okay, so we went down there and, and literally walked in on a Monday, and, you know, a buddy of mine, and he was the guy that ran it, said, I'm running a Teenage Nationals Saturday. You guys want to do it? So there's some guys from your high school doing it. And we, we didn't even know. And uh, buddy was like, ah, no, nah, he wasn't really interested. I said, well, what do I got to do? He said, this is how you squat, this is how you bench, this is how you deadlift, and I got a <laughs> crash course in it. I trained every day that week. And my mom dropped me off on that Friday to train. And he goes, what are you doing here? I said, I'm here to work out. He goes, you're doing a meet tomorrow. Go home. <laughs> said, okay. And uh, so I, I did the meet that Saturday and, and instantly fell in love with it. Like, you know, because at the time, you know, football was the interest that got me in there. Well, yeah. you know, why I wanted to get bigger and stronger. And then instantly fell in love with the, the strength side. And, That's uh, crazy, so I, man. Like, this is cool. This is all on me. Yeah. You know. Because uh, football, you can have the, you know, you know, the basketball. You can have the greatest game of your life, and you know, the rest of the team doesn't have a great game. You guys still lose. Absolutely. When is yeah. a team loses a team for yeah. sure? Yeah. Strength, you know, whether it's powerlifting or strongman or anything like that. You know, you have a bad day. You just have a bad day. That's it. You got to yeah. look yourself in the mirror. That's right. There's, there's yeah. no one to blame for it. Yeah. Uh, and I love that about it. You know, I, I could see what I put into it. I could see the return. Absolutely. You know? And and it went up pretty pretty fast. So with yeah. you, you know, with the earlier training yeah. you said you're just kind of messing around and you know maybe yeah. and this is 
I think what tends to happen with, you know, with a lot of guys that age, it's like, okay, I'm going to come in and do this and, you know, whatever, you kind of get distracted, you come back, you get distracted. And so, you know, at that, at that age was, that was all home training, like kind of messing around with your buddy. Yeah, messing around at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I tell one story when I was probably like seventh, eighth grade uh, and I'm in their bench and I had the weeder set with the the collars that screwed on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course I got them on tight, you know. (laughs) And, and I'm I'm in there, you know, benching. Well, like I'm, you know, I failed a rep. I'm sitting there, and I, yeah, I can't get it. <laughs> My old man's sitting in the living room. I'm like, Dad, Dad, yeah. nothing. So I, I roll it all the way down. I set right. set, set it off. I walk out in, in the living room. He goes, "What'd you want?" <laughs> nothing now. But yeah, you're just playing around at home. You know, yeah. I didn't know what what I was doing. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, us back then, you know, we didn't have social media or YouTube to. Don't know anything, you know. Of we're course, just really, just you know, best we had was you know, uh, some you know, Muscle Magazine or something like Absolutely. that. Even when I started powerlifting, we had Powerlifting USA. That was our big go-to. Yep. When you, you want to find out when meets were, you know, guys, you know, different training, they'd be do articles, and that that was your that was your info for everything. Was Powerlifting USA? That's crazy. You know, I remember the the gym. I mean, there was just you know a pile of them. Yeah. I'd, you know, we got done training. We just 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 go through them, just reading the articles and just trying to learn, absorb. Absolutely. You know? And and that's it's funny you say that. I remember a lot of my early routines were out of like muscle and fitness. Yeah. And you just say, hey, there here's a routine, here's an article. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. You know, and of course it's that's a, obviously a lot bodybuilding based. Yeah. You know, all of it is. But um, you know, it's it's crazy from a competition standpoint, you walked into that gym and, and the guy was like, Hey, there's a meet on Saturday. Yeah. And you didn't so you literally didn't know. I mean not that you wouldn't know, but bench, squat, deadlift. Okay, what do I have to do? Yeah, yeah. We got a crash course on on, on each one. Yeah, and, and and why I ended up is for my first part of my powerlifting career, I, I deadlifted sumo, and and partly because the guy that that, that had showed me, Michael One Eight, was a was a was a, was a top ranked, you know, like one eighty one, one sixty five sumo deadlifter. I mean, he had like an almost seven hundred deadlift, you know, in the eighties. Interesting. And um, so I got the okay. There's two ways of deadlift. You can do it this way, or we do it, you know, like, yeah. well, I guess. <laughs> Here's the way I do yeah, it. Yeah, so I, well, I guess I'm going to do it that way, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was literally just got a crash course and uh, did that first one at first at Nationals. And there was a couple of guys, and I, I always go back to, like, forwards, like, strength. And, you know, this was probably the best thing that happened to me, that there was two other guys from my high school that, so back then you had had a qualifying total to qualify for Junior Olympics. Okay. And I didn't meet that qualifying total that, that first meet I did. Well, the other guys, they, they had been training a while. They'd been in the gym. You know, they were a little more familiar. They both met it and, and went that year. To, and, and nothing pissed me off more than oh, two other guys from my high school going. And, 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 you know, and I knew nothing. You know, I mean, really, I mean, nothing to blame, you know. But still, I was, it, 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 I mean, it lit a fire in me. So I, I literally trained my ass. I did not miss a day. I remember when football started in the fall, I, I, was, I was pretty upset because I was going to have to miss some time because it's football. Yeah. You know. And I remember getting done with football my, my sophomore year and was, was really pretty upset because I'm like, oh, because I had lost quite a bit that I you know, had, like, went into football in August. Absolutely. And I, and I come out in November. I'm like, oh, man, what a waste. I just, you know, I lost all the strength. And, yeah, of course, yeah. it came back pretty quick, and I got going. Yeah. But then the next year, I qualified for the, the Junior Olympics and, and ended up going three times and won gold three times. That's awesome, but man. I, I, so I, that I, was like 16. You trained from 15 to 16. Yeah. So I went at then, 16 the first time. Okay. Um, and then again at uh, 17, and then I was playing football, so I didn't go at uh, 18. I went again at 19. Okay. Um, so that was the, the three times I went. 
That's great. Where do you think, if you had to say, where do you think that competitive drive came from? I mean, was it something, you know, growing up around your dad, the hard work, you know, I mean, where did, so, and I, it's interesting to me because I would feel the same way, yeah. right? It's like, these two guys are going, I'm not going. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. So I'm going to do what it takes to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. where, where do you think that stemmed from? It just come from like the, you know, the hard work, you know, and, and, you know, when, when ra racing, you know, you know, we, we were really competitive with, with racing. And what age did you start that? So I, I started, I worked on race cars forever. Yeah. I, I started driving a little bit at probably sixth grade, seventh grade. Wow. So really um, young. Yeah. In mini sprint. And then, um, then once I got into football and powerlifting, I didn't do anything in high school. It was, it was really, my mom and dad didn't want me to race because being from a racing family, my, my grandfather would race. Yep. You know, it, it's a rough sport. You know, and there's, there's a lot. I of, don't know a lot about it, but I know that it is rough. There's yeah. a, lot, a lot of bad injuries. And a lot of people get killed in race cars and whatever. So they, they, they weren't huge fans of me wanting to be a race I car driver. I could imagine. Yeah. So it wasn't until early 20s that I built my own sprint car and went racing, you know, kind of really on my own. So you're, you're already powerlifting for a significant amount of time, yeah. which is interesting because I yeah. would imagine, I mean, you're, you're got to be at that point bigger and gaining muscle. And so I you know, is, it, is it, is it an advantage to be heavier? No, not at all. Being no, a driver? Way too big. So I started, when I started powerlifting, I, my first meet, I was probably about 197, 200 pounds. Okay. And at then, 15. At 15. So you're big. I mean, that's a yeah, big I was, kid. You know, and I was yeah. tall because I, you know, yeah. I got a big, huge growth spurt kind of into my seventh grade and kind of shot up. And, yeah. and then um, you know, just kind of grew a little bit taller through eighth grade into ninth and then, then this height you know, since. Yep. Um, but I was just like kind of real skinny. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so when, as soon as I started training, you know, with the powerlifting, I, I wanted to put on size. That yep. was, that was, that was a mission, you know? So, I mean, I, I would, I would get out of class, you know, I had, a, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, I need to eat. So I would, I would go to my car, make a weight gain or shake. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. And then, or, you know, after school, I'd go over to, you know, like Whataburger and get like two Whoppers or two chicken <laughs> sandwiches. And I'd be sitting behind the gym, washing it down with a, with a weight gain or shake. Yeah. You know I mean? Yep. My gut couldn't do that now if I had to. You, you know? and me both, brother. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I remember the older guys that are, you know, us now, you know, yep. walking and looking and going, this kid, you know, yep. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, wash it and then walk straight in the gym and start instantly training. Yeah. You know? That's, that's something you can only do at that age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so I went from, you know, from the beginning of my freshman year, about 197, 200, I went in my sophomore year about 220. Okay. And then into my junior year about 265. And then into my senior year at 275. And then I graduated at 298. I, wow. I wanted to be 300 pounds when I graduated. And I was, I was like just pushing myself to get it. That's, it, I mean, and in all fairness, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, to gain like that consistently through high school. I was 100 school. pounds in high school. I mean, I, how? Pure, purely from just training and, and yeah. just, just pushing food. Yeah. You know, I mean, because especially time my. My senior, I mean, I, I would get home and, you know, my mom would make at least almost a pound of hamburger meat and and and, and like a, a can of beans, like and tortillas, like that was my cause it was cheap, sure, you know, and that was my meal after training, you know, absolutely. Uh, and I hit three hundred pounds just after I graduated, like the week after. I finally that's funny you remember that, yeah. yeah. And then um, I got up to because uh, then I was going to go play at a JC, so I had some scholarship opportunities for for, for football, and but I. I had a bit of an attitude problem when I was in, in, in high school. Okay. As, especially as I got older, you know. And I think gaining that size and strength just kind of built that that attitude even more, you know. Now, from an attitude standpoint, you're saying, like, were you abrasive 
towards other people or competitive, like the competitiveness C- came competitive out too and, much? Or? And especially with football coaches. Okay. So I, I gained, I, I learned real early, you know, most football coaches, you know, they, they have this intimidation thing. Yes. They, they like to yell, intimidate guys to, to work. Well, yeah. it didn't work with me. Yeah. Was, you know, especially by, you know, especially my junior, senior, I was already the strongest guy in the, in the powerlifting gym. So some football coach wasn't going to intimidate me, you know, yelling at me. So I'd yell back. It's a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you absolutely. know, and, and other guys just didn't have that, you know, because they still kind of had that kind of fear of an, an adult, you know, an older man, sure. you know. And I, I like, I'm, I'm stronger than anybody. I know. Yeah. I don't care, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so it just, it just brought out that honoriness even more. And, and I, I, you know, from such a young age, growing up in the fab shop, I just always had to think that that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, and I, that's what I, I like doing. That's always that, that thing I was going to do. So I didn't really like school. wasn't great at school. Yeah. I went to school. My mom said, you're going to graduate high school. Yeah. I you know, was afraid of her. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I did the bare minimum to get through and graduate. Well, I had no plans of going to college or anything. And then time football is over with, I got these scholarships coming in. And, okay. And first I'm like, I'm not interested. And finally I'm like, okay, maybe. I guess this is probably a good be a good thing yeah you know? opportunity and i had uh, a couple universities and 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 just you're thinking back just how stupid you are to kid you yep. know and and i had one like the guy was i mean almost begging me to come up there and, and, and play yeah and uh he's looking at my my records and I, I remember in my freshman year started my freshman year they gave me here here's what your classes i'm like well wait a minute what's all this i gotta take all these classes and they're like well that's so you're set up to go to college and you know when you graduate no 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 i'm not going to college you give me the bare minimum what I got to do to get out of here. Well, fast forward four years later, that came back to haunt me. Oh, boy. So they looked at my, you know, my transcripts and like, okay, you're going to have to go to a JC this summer, take a couple classes so you can, you can be ready, you'll be ready to come here in the fall. Okay. And me being dumb kid, you know, go, wait a minute, I got to go to school to go to school. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm good. And, and just stupid, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I ended up, there was like, Almost half the team, because we, we took second in state that year, our senior year. And so almost half the team got scholarships to uh, a JC in, in, in Phoenix there. And uh, all the bunch of guys finally talked me into going. Okay. And they're like, come on, just go, come over here. So I reluctantly, okay. So I went over there. And I put on some more weight. I was about 310, 315. What position are you playing football? So I was playing D-line. And I love D-line. Okay, okay. And so here was the problem when I went to the JC. The, the, the head coach at the time, his dad was a, a scout for the Chargers. And he said, they're looking for O-linemen. And he said, they're excited about your size. You know, and, okay. and, and I, I can I can move at that size, too. When yeah. I was young. And uh, he said, but they want, they want you to switch over to O-line. I hated O-line. And here's yeah. the attitude, you know. Just sure. not being willing to just kind of roll with it and learn it, you know. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll try it. And it just, just wasn't taken to. It was just a different mentality for me where I've been much more of that aggressive, meaner mentality of. I, it of, makes sense. It makes sense. Know, so it me. just didn't yeah. work for me, you know. Yep. And uh, so I told, I, I, you know, I was trying to talk to him. I'm like, man, it's just not working for me. I just put, put me back on defense. That's where I'll excel. Yeah. You know? And it, it just kind of pissed him off because that's where he wanted me on offense. So he had a he had a, a a mentality that like, all right, Jerry needs to be in. If you're offense. not going to do this, then like, I'm not going to play you. So basically, that's sure. why so I said a couple games, didn't play. Like the last game, he put me in for maybe one play at the end of the game. And it was it was almost like an insult. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and I remember that next week I went to him. I said, you know, if I'm if I'm going to watch these games, I'll buy a ticket. Yeah, and I said, you know, just redshirt me and I'll, I'll be done. Yeah, it was only about not even halfway through the season, and then uh, so that that was that was it. And then the next year, I went, I tried out for the the Rattlers Arena team. Okay, 
And at the time, they were bringing a bunch of um, veterans back. So they were, they were literally, they were taking like two guys. And they asked me to come back. So you come back next year, the largest veterans are going to retire, you know. Well, by the next year after that, I was really deep into powerlifting. I, I think that next year I did probably about nine meets that year. Um, so I, was, I really kind of got even more. I had bought the powerlifting gym that I had been training at. So I was running that too, as, as well as working in the fab shop. So I was really kind of invested in Absolutely. that by that point. Yeah. So I just I didn't go back after that, and that was kind of into the football. Sure. And then, then a few years later after that, you know, we're, we're doing the race cars and helping my dad. And man, I, I, something I've always wanted to do, you know, yeah. is to yeah. drive you know sprint car. And he was just not for it at all. So I, I just <laughs> I, I built my own car and and uh, just went, went went racing and did it for a, a few seasons. Won rookie of the year, and uh, then. Um, then I discovered Strongman. And literally, the because I'd always been interested in Strongman. I watched it growing up as a kid. Yeah. You know, but like I said, we didn't have social media or, you know, any, any way to, you know, so. Yeah. And there was nobody. Only, only reason I piled into powerlifting because I popped into that gym, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there was a, a, a Strongman that it came up. It was going to happen in Phoenix. We, we'd heard about it. And this was 2008 at this point. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. We'll try this. It's going to be fun, you know? And we, and by this point, we were already doing some strongman implements for our powerlifting training. So it was we were, like an accessory. We were doing farmer's walk, and, and okay. I had a makeshift yoke that I'd made, you know, that literally at, at pivot, you know, yeah. I mean, it was pretty difficult to carry. But it was, and we were noticing a carryover to our, the powerlifting. That's interesting. And uh, so we, we found that. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to do that. And uh, literally, I did the strongman on that Saturday morning, afternoon, you know, and had my race car trailer in the parking lot did the did the comp and then headed to the racetrack and raced that night and i remember That's about crazy. halfway through the main event we got a, a yellow flag because when you're up to speed you didn't you know really, your drilling's up and you don't notice it and then we got the yellow flag and we're, we're putting around and my back is killing me oh i'm, I'm losing the shoulder harness <laughs> and I'm, tr I'm trying to you're stretching the seat you know yeah. like, oh man when's this thing gonna be over right and then the light blinks and you pull him back tight and you go and you kind of forget about what you get like up to speed but Oh man, I was hurting strapped in that car that night. Oh, I bet. Well, I mean, I I can. This is this is crazy. It's crazy. So I mean, I, you're doing so much. Yeah. It's so like, I ran a couple more times that summer, and then um, I did some more. I was doing some more strongman competitions, and finally, the, the I mean, I was I was right there. I was like second, like at every one. Yeah. You know, and and literally, I had I didn't even have Atlas Stones at the time, and I'm getting Atlas Stones at these shows. And it's the first time I'm touching it. Literally, the, the first one I did, they had an Atlas Stone, and <laughs> this little buddy of mine, Pat. Old powerlifter, we're, we're looking at it going, how are we going to do this, you know? <laughs> well, we picked up a lot of kegs, you know, messing with kegs in, in yeah. training. So, I'm like, I don't know. So, I literally, I put chalk on, yep. you know, and I go and I cup it. And I, there's stone over bars for reps, and I, I just literally cup it. And I remember. What kind, of, what kind of weight, you remember? Probably, like, around 300. Okay. And um, I remember afterwards, the guys that put it on, that they all had a training crew, been training for a while. You know, they go, dude, you can't do that. You're going to tear a bicep. Yeah. I'm like, what are we talking about? I just did it. I'm like, you cannot do that with a stone. Yeah. You know, and I couldn't do it now if you made me, you know. I no, of course. Like that, you learned you know? better. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, good young biceps, then I could, I got away with it. Uh, but we, I know, you know, a lot of the stuff like that, I just didn't know. Yeah. And so, you know, we got a little better with training, did a few more comps, and it was like, you know, I, I think I can do this. Yeah. If I, if I really focus on this, I think I can do it. So I, par I parked the sprint car and, and just went full bore strongman. So how, just, how long? I mean, how long did you race with a sprint car? Um, I think I ran about three or four seasons. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I won rookie of the year. My my the first season I ran with one, one club, and then the to kind of get going, it was kind of like a 
more of like a somewhat entry level club. Yeah. And um and the next year I put the, the the bigger motor in with more horsepower, went with the kind of the main club and won rookie of the year with them the next year. That's awesome. Um and then Spurker was coming along pretty good. Yeah. And then but like I said, this the the strong man kind of, you know, really had like that such a it's such a different thing. Oh, it's huge. Like way, way different. Huge, yeah. Um, but you know, it, it is and it isn't because you know I, I've also compared what we do with other extreme sports. Yeah, you know, for what we put our bodies through. You yeah, know, it's, it's a lot like what race car drivers would do. Like taking a bad ride in a race car and getting back in it. Absolutely. You know, or, you know we tear a bicep, come back out and pull deadlift afterwards. That's a good point. You know, that's a good point. It's a, it's that mentality. A, exactly. Yeah. Or a bull rider taking a bad ride. Sure. And going back out the next ride. Absolutely. You know, without even giving it a second thought. Yeah. You know, just go do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked to anybody else. You know, they're like, why do you keep doing that? Yeah, you have all these injuries and this and that, and why, why do you keep doing it? <laughs> just you keep know? getting beat up. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to them, right? And, yeah. and so it's any of those extreme sports; it just doesn't make sense to people. That's a good point. You know, it's actually a good and point. It's, it's really we're, we're all the same. Yeah, that, you know. So from I mean, from that you just I, I'm assuming you enjoyed the adrenaline rush of that oh, racing yeah. too. Oh yeah, and, you, and and winning. Right, yeah. so again, it's 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 an individual. Yeah, thing. I mean, granted, you got your team for the car. You got a team, and I mean, you got but some you're out there mechanical driving with the cars and stuff. But yeah, yeah. still, but it's on you driving. You know, so you, you have to you execute. screw up. You you screw up. Yeah, that's um, that's crazy, man. So you're you're powerlifting. You're getting into sprint car racing, and getting into strongman. I mean, I, how I, how I, did I've done the, about everything dangerous you can do? I, yes, I, I, yeah. I, used to, I used to bounce when I was eighteen in bars. Repoed cars. I've done about everything dangerous you can Re- do. I'll tell you what. I watched, um, I can't remember what show it was on repoing cars. That that looked like it could get a little hairy. It, it's interesting. Yeah. You yeah. Get, you get some interesting People aren't too happy when you come to take no, their not car. Not very happy, especially yeah. if you knock on the door at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take, take their keys. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I mean, I feel like you showing up to a door at midnight to take some keys would probably get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's worth the extra. You get, you get more money if you get the keys. Okay. So you get paid so much to get the car, which you can just grab the car and go. Yeah. Or you get a little more money if you get the keys as well. It's worth getting the keys. So it's worth going back I like the door it. And I the like keys, it. So. See, this is, I mean, we could just follow you around with the camera, man. We could go relive some of this stuff. Yeah. Brian and Jerry repo cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of interesting moments. <laughs> yeah. That, that, would, that would be good, man. Yeah. So did you, with the powerlifting side of things, you push that pretty far. Yeah. I mean, you, because that's, I mean, a lot of the guys that I've talked to, like, I um, actually went down when I first uh, got out of college, I was trying to be a strength coach. Yeah. And so I went down to Arizona yeah. um, at ASU and I was under Joe Ken there. And like, it's funny, he shared stories about you, yeah. like early days uh, with powerlifting. He's like, yeah, Jerry was a strong dude, yeah. you know, just strong forever. You know, yeah, I was, I was 18, 19 competing in open men. That's impressive. Really um, impressive. Yeah. Um. And, and and running top three in open men, yeah. Know, at, so it at, wasn't like you were just entering. And, yeah, I mean you're actually going in there banging. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, man. Yeah. So you bought? How did you buy the powerlifting gym? So well, how did that come about? I had an old car that that um, actually my my daddy gave me and buddy of mine were working on putting a motor in and stuff like that. It was an old fifty one Merc. Okay, and uh, so I actually sold that car to buy the gym. That's crazy. Yeah, because um, the, the guy that had it. Is that originally a guy, Michael Wanetti, had it. Mike had kind of come into some issues. So he had sold it to this guy, Rick Darrow, that had the other Thorbecks in, in uh, Scottsdale, which Thorbecks has some history for, for, for powerlifting. Okay. They go back to 67, one of, one of the oldest powerlifting clubs around. Um, and, and had, you know, some great lifters like John Cole. John Cole was, was out of Thorbecks. Interesting. He was the first to squat over 900 pounds. Yeah. Back in the 70s, you know, 
Um, so they had a lot of great lifters out there. There's a lot of history out of there anyways. Uh, so, you know, Brick lived out east, and he was having a hard time coming to Avondale all the time to run the gym. So he's like, do you want to buy this? I'm like, yeah, I love this. It's where I want to be all the time anyway. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just did whatever I could and sold that. Because, like, the only thing I got is to sell this. That's the only thing I have Yeah. to sell that car. And then What I, age What age were you? Uh, about 19. 19 years old buying a gym. That's, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, but, you know, again, you're – I would imagine you probably were working and, and making money yeah. from the shop, right? Like at yeah, a I was, younger age. Well, I was doing everything. I was working the shop. I didn't make a whole lot of money in the shop. Yeah. You know, but, you know, because, you know, self-employed things kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. But I was working the shop. At the time, there was a guy that, that was training out of the gym that had a repo business. So I was repo for him at night. And then um, uh, there was another buddy of mine that um, he would get me a spot every now and then bouncing to some bars there in town. Um, so I did just anything good for cash and sure. money, yeah, ceiling. So you're, I mean, but it's still, I mean, at that age, man. Because, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, old hardcore powerlifting gym, it's not a huge profitable thing. No. You do it out of yeah. passion, not, you know, because this is, this is going to be a moneymaker, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really doing other things to pay for it. Sure. You, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you probably were more excited to get the equipment than exactly. to keep your own training going. Exactly. Just keep it going, yeah. 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 That, that's that's crazy, man. So with, with powerlifting, what was what was the drive there? I mean, because one of the things for me, for example, like I, I basically came out of basketball, just got into training heavy. Yeah. I loved I loved the aspect like what you mentioned earlier yeah. here. You put the hard work in, you see the results, and that got me so addicted. Yeah. I I just love that, and I was in control, right? And yeah. I coming from a team sport, it was like I I could go put the work in, I could get better. And it was all like I needed to look myself in the mirror and say, Brian, you need to work harder, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you get what you put in. So, you know, going from going from that then into strongman, I love the different aspects of the sport of strongman where you always had to adapt. The events were different, everything everything was changing. And with powerlifting, I don't did you ever get bored with just squat bench and deadlift? So that, that's kind of how strongman kind of really came about. Okay. Got, and because I was getting kind of bored with it. Um and then for uh, for several years there, because you know he ain't becoming a really good friend, uh, guy that runs WABDL, and so I was doing a lot of his meets was just bench and dead. This is a push pull meet, and then um, so when the strongman come, I'm like, well, this is cool. This is a, this is a new challenge. We got to get five six events to figure out here. Yeah, you know, and and it always like I said always had been you know interested in strongman anyways. You know, going watching it. You know, like, this is cool. Yeah, and then actually, oh okay, there is a circuit for this to do this. You know, it's just, just didn't know about it. And then, so like I said, then after doing a couple of them, I was like, I think I can do this. If, you know, if I really, you know, dedicate myself to this and, and, and keep improving on everything and we got to get more equipment, I'll build whatever, you know, and then you can, again, and then it grew from there. So basically you're entering contests at the beginning where you didn't have the equipment yeah. and it was, Hey, I'm strong. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Jump into it. Yeah. And you know, from there, how well did you do right away? Because you said earlier, it's like a couple second places. And- yeah, literally, I think my first three, I was second. Okay. And I was losing on stones because I didn't have a stone. So you're so just like, walking in there and yeah, I was like trying to figure we it gotta out. We got to make a stone. So then it was like, okay, there's no more screwing around. We have to make a stone. So then we made we made stones. What what, what was the first stone you made? Uh, I think the first stone we made was was an absolute disaster. Okay. Yeah, we couldn't use it. It was so bad. You know, and then I think the next one we made would probably came out around 275 or something like that, you know. So I made I made my first ones. This is funny. I love these yeah. stories because I, I uh, made one and it ended up being about, I think it was about two hundred and twenty. I had one. I had two of them. Right. Yeah. One was two twenty five and one was four hundred. Yeah. 
And this, and I didn't have a scale to weigh them, right? Yeah. So it's just like, hey, that's the light one. That's the heavy one. So you could do reps very easy here. And if you can load the bigger one, you're doing good. Yeah. You know, but that was my training. That was literally... You, that's what you trained, yeah. right? I did. I could do like ten sets of ten with the lighter one, yeah. And the bigger one was you needed to warm up and get get ready for that bad boy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. But I later on, I didn't have a way to weigh them. Later on, I found out yeah. you know, what they weighed. How to weigh them, yeah. But um, you know, you get better at making that stuff. It's and always interesting it how, it, how it evolves. Like I said, the, you know, the first yoke I made because I never used one. So this is before I had done a strong man. I'm like, well, we'll make this thing. So I literally made it where the the, the ends pivot. Like that's this. crazy. And it was it was uh, horrible to carry. Oh, I bet it's awful. But by default, it made you pretty smooth at carrying because you could not upset it. Because if you stomped, they would swing. So it, it made you have a smooth glide. So like looking back at it, it was like it was actually wasn't a bad thing. Sure, you know? it, it just built that base. Yeah. And then, now, did you you? I'm assuming you built all of your own equipment at the yeah, beginning. Everything. So you'd go to a contest and say, "Hey, I got I got to make this. I got to make that," and then yeah. try to figure it out because there's no plans. No. Yeah, it was just, I mean, yeah. it's just your try to figure it out. Yeah, and then then once I got going a little more, then it was like, okay, this one's coming up. They got these events. Okay, I, I don't have a Conan's wheel. I got to make a Conan's wheel. Then so then I got to just kind of look around, just you know, see how I'm gonna you know build this thing, you know. And then so I didn't. I build a Conan's wheel and just you know. So that's why you know now I have a boneyard of equipment because yeah. of the stuff I've made over the years. I tell you what, I mean, you and uh, you have been the guy where. I've looked at your equipment and different things. Yeah. We've had these conversations yeah. before, but it, it's like you'll come up with something and then build it. And I've always been a little bit jealous. Now, granted, I have been very lucky. I started training a guy that, uh, you know, had his own company yeah. here. And, and uh, he kind of took an interest in me and, and what I was trying to do. And he really, really helped me out with making some yeah. stuff. Um, that has been a huge. And they're oh. still actually helping out with like the Shaw Classic and that type of stuff now, really, which is you really amazing. You have to have it. You have to. You have to yeah. have it. Especially uh, back then, there was oh, yeah. no way Rogue to wasn't buy around it. to no. just go on Rogue no. and just buy whatever you need. Nope. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, so you having that skill set, man. Yeah, I, that I was, mean, was a huge some of the stuff, you know, we were talking about your um, frame that you made with the tires. Yeah. And, and that it literally, it's genius. Because yeah. it has the tires on it, you carry it, and it resets itself. And I was I was thinking back, you know, all the times that uh, doing the heavy frame for the Arnold and yeah. that, how much of a pain it was. Yeah. You'd carry it, and then you have to unload the thing, yep. carry all the weights back down, carry the frame back down. And if it would have just had tires on it, genius. Well, the, the, I got to give you props on that. The one, uh, you know, because you know, training kind of evolves. You know, you know, we started in the, in the garage, and then we moved in the back of, a, of some people that had a MMA gym, and then I finally went out. And, okay, I need to rent a space. You know, so I rent an industrial space. So that first space in across the yard, there was a load dock ramp there that's perfect so this is perfect for the arnold right and so the first year training it for the arnold like you know, we'd carry it up and then we could strip all the weights off take it down and i'm like man this sucks it's got to be a better way yeah <laughs> well i already had by that point had those wheels and tires with the hubs because we were doing it for axle press i'm like we're gonna have the wheels and yeah. the hubs in them if i just weld some round stock on the ends and pin them this thing's on wheels we'll sure, back roll. down yeah and it's funny now, like everybody, oh, that's the coolest frame ever. I'm like, it's really just built out of necessity, just to yes. make things easier, so we get carried up and wheel it back down. I tell you what, I mean, I uh, like I said, I should have come up with something like that because there's a yeah. lot of weight carried back and forth. Oh, that yeah. was a pain. Yeah, you wore out time you get to go again. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. So you're getting into strongman. First couple are done building more equipment. Yeah. You know, getting into it a little bit more seriously. 
where did where did things go from there? So that was 2008. I did my first one about May of 08. And then I went to, I was like, I was second in the first like two or three shows. And I qualified for nationals that year. And I, I walked into nationals, actually kind of cocky, like, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to do pretty good here. Yeah. You know? And it was, it was packed. I think there was like 65 heavyweights or something. It was, it was actually Van Hatchfield's in, in, uh, in, in Salt Lake. Awesome. And um, so huge comp, you know, to a ton of athletes. And I think overall I came in like 15th or 16th. I zeroed the 280 log. Oh, boy. Actually, yeah. I had Van call me here a couple of years ago. He's, they had a conversation at the gym. And I guess yeah. one of the guys had looked back at some records and saw that. And he goes, hey, you got, you got to clarify this for me. He says, they're trying to say you, you zero to 280 log. I'm like, I did. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. And, uh, but, but it, it was, like I said, another one, a good humbling. Like, okay, I got more work to do. Absolutely. Right. So now I, I really got to improve my overhead, you know. So then I, I just focused on log press. You know, that's kind of where the rack, doing log out of rack came from. I'm like, well, I'm just going to focus on the press, I think. Yeah. You know, and I said, I, I, can, I can think I can figure out the clean and put it together. It's not that, that's not my problem. My problem yeah. was the press. So that's where that came from, you know, and just kind of just evolved, you know. Absolutely. And then um, I did uh, Pro-Am, a couple of Pro-Ams, came really close. I think my one in Dallas, the last one I think I did, Crusoe got me by just like a half a point or a point um, in that one. And then I went into the California Strongest Man end of 09, and I won every event. Like, finally, it was like, all right, it's, it's, it, it had come along. Like, I, I got it kind of covered at the amateur level, yep. you know. And then so I saw Ode had, had made a post about the Fit Expo that it was kind of open. Yes. And That's so I, right. They did change that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I emailed him and said, hey, can I, can I do it? And uh, he had asked, and, and, you know, someone told him, well, he just won every event at California's you know, so he said, yeah, come on. And so I went and that was the first, you know, kind of big show I did, pro show I did was, you know, 2010 Fit Expo. Yep. And um, first day I held my own okay. And all those guys just came from World's Strongest Man. Yep. And then I was tied for seventh going in the, you know, second day. You know, not great, but not horrible with these guys, you know. Absolutely. And um, we were going the second day and these guys are still pushing hard. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, we had another <laughs> day of this, huh? So again, like, you just, okay, you learn. I got to get better. I got better. So it's just... It's just been an evolution, you know, every year, every every comp. Like, I just yeah. learn more. That's why I tell guys, like, go yeah. compete. This is what yes. you want to do. Go compete. You will learn so much about yourself, everything, you know. Absolutely. And just go. Yeah. And it'll, it'll evolve from there. You know, yeah. you'll figure, oh, shit, I got to work harder. Or, you know, I got to do this or that. Yeah. And that's just the way it was. Yeah, you that's. Know? So, I mean, the Fit Expo, a lot of people, I don't think, realize, like, how big, in America at least, it was, How big that was! That was huge. It was, it was one of our yeah. big shows back yeah. then. Yeah. Everybody trained for that. I mean, I, I I remember going to that, and you know, my first one was uh, would have been two thousand seven, I guess around there, yeah. and then I I did it for a few years. But I remember it's just the beginning of the year. No, yeah. Normally it was January, maybe early February, and all the American guys trained hard yeah. to get ready for that. And then yeah. you, it and, was, and you'd have some international guys that would come too. Yes, you know, like yeah. Terry and Felix and and. Uh, um, LPJ back then, a bunch yes. of those guys would come down and do it. Yeah, which it, it was so good to get a measuring stick, though. Yeah, you know, as far as where you were at, and and it was a great way to push to get better. You know, and then it was a qualifier at some years, some years not for the, the Arnold. Arnold it, you know, that's what got me to the Arnold. Yeah, I won it in thirteen and fourteen, and it put me to the Arnold. Yep, and oh. see that that's yeah, it's one of those things. It's it's like having those type of contests where you can kind of level up and and get against that competition, and then open the door potentially for you know, the bigger contests, right? Like yeah. get, get up to even the next level, which is, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I, I feel unfortunately for, for some of these young these guys right now, they're trying yeah. to get up there. there. There isn't that right now. Yeah, you know that's why I think like you doing the one at the, at the classic is going to be great. Yeah, to give guys a shot to, to get on that stage the following year. I you tell know, you we what, need I'm, more of that because yeah, you know th- there was always a thing when when I was coming up through because I didn't I didn't do the traditional way of you know I started with strongman corp you know to go after the whole pro card thing. Yep, and then there was a the whole thing. There was nothing that like I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it that way. It just it just way it happened for me well you know? the door opened for yeah, something so I, else. I went to the fit yeah. expo and then i did you know nick and callie's show that's right and i won it what was that, that was 2013 12 12 12, 12. Okay. i won sin city and then that put that was a giants live qualifier yep that put me in poland in 2012 for giants live and that qualified qualified me for world strongest man the first year in 12 absolutely um so it's just and then you know, then the next year in the 13 i won the fit expo that put me the arnold yep you know and it's just this is the way it, it happened for me because of shows that were available to us at the time. Yeah, you and know? see, that's you're you're exactly right. And you, I mean, you touched on there, and I've said this for a while. I feel like, at least in America, that inner I don't know what you want to call it, intermediate. Let's yeah. call it that right level where it's like okay, you you can do nationals, you can do well there, win nationals, whatever. Yeah. But making the jump to the biggest yeah. stages, right? World's Strongest Man, Arnold, you know, now trying to get the Shaw Classic on that same level. Yeah. This is where, you know, we've kind of talked about it and said, hey, it's it's open, right? Open qualifier, you want a shot, you want an opportunity, come in, we're doing an online qualifier, you get there, you get on that stage Improve and yourself. you prove it, yeah. right? But it's it's the strongest will win, yeah. right? And yeah. then you get the open door. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like if you can come in and prove it, yeah. then you can get there. And Absolutely. I think that that's kind of like your path in a way is like, hey, I'm strong enough to get in here, do the Fit Expo, right? I do well with the Fit Expo, it opens this door. I do this other contest, it gets me to Giant Side, gets me to World's Strongest Man. Yep. And Absolutely. that's what we need. We I, need more of that. I earned every spot I got. There was no give me's. No. Yeah. You know? And it's just the way it was. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it started this thing with, with Strongman Corp that, oh, he's not, you know, AC Pro. And, and then he went. I and, remember all that. Yeah. I and, that. and it was nothing personal. And it was just the way it happened. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, I'm not going to do this. I, I, had, I had been doing them. And yeah. these other shows popped up and I won them and I, I, yeah. I went to bigger stuff. Yeah. You know, just the way it was. It was neat. I mean, for me, when I, I feel like things changed quite a bit because when I, when I turned pro, 2006, in 2007, there was a lot of pro contests, yeah. right? So I was able to compete. I can't remember how many times. It was it was definitely over 10, 10 to 15 times yeah. in different things. But it was, whether it was a pro-am here in the United States or a pro show here or there, not, you know, not massive prize money or anything, yeah. but I got that experience like you were just talking about yeah. of going and competing as a pro in the United States. Crucial. But I would call that kind of like an intermediate, mm-hmm. right? It's like technically I have my pro card, but you're competing against other guys that got their pro card before yeah. World's Strongest Man, before that. And yeah. that gave me a lot of experience, but but those shows kind of went away, yeah. right? Like those things kind of went away. And, and, you know, I know some of the guys that have come to train with me, you know, say, well, gosh, if you get your pro card, the opportunities go away because you're not able to compete in anything. You kind of focus on hopefully America's Strongest Man, yeah. But from there, where where do you branch out? Where do you get that experience? And I feel like a lot of uh, competitors, that pro card is like the end of their competing. It's like, hey, I got my pro card. I I don't know if I can make the leap to world's strongest man or get to a bigger stage or whatever. So what am I going to do? What can I focus on? What's my next goal? And so that's kind of, 
you know, at the heart of it, what I would like to see is some of some of these other competitors, you know, if you're good enough, you're strong enough, come compete. Yeah. Hey, we're taking 16, you know, and we're, we're not only doing it for the men, but we're doing it for the women too, yeah. right? Because I think the women need to have that stage and something to shoot for as well. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a good thing. Oh, I mean, great. I hope it's a great thing. I hope people jump on it and, and get excited. So I, I've had this conversation. I'm sure, you know, not, they don't not happy when I voice my opinion, but I, I feel that they're doing a lot of these, these younger guys a disservice, you know, by they get a pro card early, you know, and, and they need all that time to really hone those, those skills, learn it, you know, to do these bigger shows, you know, and doing, you know, a little bit bigger shows, a little bit bigger shows. Cause then, you know, if they do get the opportunity to go to, go to a, you know, not so much now, but you know, go to an Arnold or a Giants Live, and they haven't done anything in a while, and and they, and they have a bad performance, and they forget about them, yep. which not even their fault, you know, because they, yep. they, they just they don't have the experience, you yep. know, and um, so it's really a disservice to them by not having something for these guys to do. The thing is, it it it, it kind of sharpens you up, right? You do those contests, and and you learn, hey, I've got I've got something to work on here. I've got something to work on there, or you know, I, Hey, I'm doing pretty good here. Let's focus some, some attention, yep. but in order to be a well-rounded strongman, you got to be good at everything. Yep. And, and you can't have these holes yep. and you can't pick and choose, you know, for example, with world's strongest man, let's just say they announce the events and I don't like one of the events. I don't get to go tell them, Hey, I don't like that event. Take yep. it out. I'm not doing the show. Yeah. I have to get better. Right. And that's how it always was for me. And I think that mentality for some of the younger athletes and even this is even at like the amateur level yeah right you know what sign up like you failed that 280 log i did my very first pro-am i ever did yeah. right i was two months into the sport and it was a pro-am it was a 300 pound log for reps i didn't have a log to train with yeah didn't have anything i'll tell you what i cleaned that thing about four times for yeah. you know yeah. which i thought i was doing pretty good never pressed it yeah so i zeroed that yeah but i had i just I wasn't scared of entering the contest though. No. I knew that that would be hard for me. Yeah. Right. But I, I was bound to determine then from that point, I then came home and I got, I ordered a log. I saved up some money and yeah. ordered it. Wasn't great, but I got it. Yeah. And then I trained it yeah. and I got better. And I'm sure you did the same, same damn thing. thing. It's yeah. like, just like you said, Hey, I got some work to do on overhead. I'm going to bang overhead. Same and guess thing. what? You got better. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's kind of that uh, quality of going and compete to compete and being competitive. Yeah. And being okay with saying, hey, I have to get better at this. I have to get better at that. But, you know, as far as moving the sport forward, I think if we can open some doors up, yeah. you know, for some of these other competitors, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what they can do. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great opportunity for them. But, yeah, I think the most important thing with that is, is the young guys coming up, or any young, young athletes, is you have to be able to take some humility. Yeah. You, you learn from it. You, you need to take it, you know, and go, okay, that's where I got to get better. Yep. You know, I mean, because I remember looking at that, that 08 at Nationals, and with a buddy of mine, Pat, we're looking at the events and going, holy shit. <laughs> you know, it was like an 850 yoke or something. I, I don't think I'd done more than over seven at the time, you know. Yeah. And I, I wrapped my knees. It was it was the most miserable 60 feet of my life, you know, but <laughs> I got through it, you know. Yeah. And it was like, okay, right, we got to start pushing heavy yoke now. And then yeah. like the log, zero in the log. We got to start working on log. And, yeah. you know, so you just, it's evolved, you yes. know. But you have to be able to take that and not be afraid to go try absolutely you know and go okay and then come back and work harder on it you know yeah. and then if you need the equipment find a way to get the equipment you know yep. um whether you're saving up to buy it or find somebody to help you make it or whatever it is you yeah. figure out how to get it done you know if you want something bad enough you'll figure it out no matter what you know i've had, I've had I mean, how many people go how do you work a full-time job and you know sleep four or five hours a night and have kids and all that i'm like 
this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I don't have an option. I don't have option Absolutely. not to have kids and not, not work a full-time job. You know, Absolutely. Cause you know, I, you know, we, we, what more than just, you know, this, that what strong man was, was going to bring it back then, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, so this is one way I got to do it. I don't have a choice. Yes. You know, so I can either go, I just don't have time for it and not do it. Or I just, I just get it done. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy looking back and I mean, it sounds like you're, story is is so similar to mine yeah. like in a way because you know I'm starting out at the beginning when I you know first got to the strongman it was certainly nothing was handed at all right and I had to save up money I had to have a guy weld some stuff out of his garage and you know that type of path is tough because I had you know come back and you know stuff with strength and conditioning th- that that path was open but it didn't work yeah. like at the time. Cause I was going into debt. I was, you know, trying to make something happen that wasn't happening easily. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I came back and started, uh, working actually with my brother. So I was doing like commercial HVAC yeah. climbing up and down a ladder, you know, something that, you know, a guy my size is probably not well suited to do, yeah. but Hey man, I needed to make money. So as yeah. you get up, you'd pack, I'd pack a cooler, go to work. I had to eat the contents of that cooler by the time it was done. And then I would go get home get to the gym, close the gym down, go to sleep, wake up and do it again. I had no life. Yeah. I literally had no social life. You know, my, I I remember on the weekends, my buddies would say, oh, we're going to go out to the bars. We're going to go out out and do this. And I was like, Hey, I got to sleep. I got to train tomorrow. You know, and that was this, a sacrifice for me that I was willing to make. But I, in, in, in hindsight, I don't know if it was a sacrifice because it's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. I was willing to pay that price and I could see where I wanted to go, yeah, right? I could see the vision. And so I, I would put the hard work into training and open that door. And like you just said, if you want something bad enough, you can make it happen, yeah, no right? What. And that's too many people, I think, if it's not easy, if it's not handed to you, if it's not kind of wrapped in a bow, here you go. Here And, and even then, some people, if it, so, as easy as it is now to get access so to stuff. So many excuses on everything. You know, like, oh, I can't yeah. do this, I can't do that. I mean, I remember the one program I did in Dallas, I believe it was 09. I, I had no business going. I had no business going. The, the way things were financially for me at the time were not good. Yeah. You know? I, I, I literally left Phoenix with probably maybe about $70 in my pocket. And to get there, I can't rent a car because my, my account's dead until I get paid on Friday. Yeah. You know? And so I get, you know, a taxi to the, air, to the hotel. You know, I'm staying in, you know, a little Hotel 6. Yeah. I've got to hustle them to let me check in to promise them that on Friday I'm going to have some money in there. Wow. You know, and this is night before the contest. It's like a Thursday night. We're starting on Friday. Yeah. I walk over to the Denny's and I'm literally ordering off like the, like you kind of pick your own. Like, 99 set menu. Yeah. You know, yeah. picking and then they're like, do you want something to drink? And I'm like, no. And like they felt bad for me. So they, they go, you can never give you water. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they got like $12 to, to buy some food, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, most guys wouldn't do that. You know, there's no way they would no do that. No chance. You know, but yeah. I, I did think, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do this, yep. you know? And, yep. you know. And well, it's, I mean, it's a testament to you, man. I mean, it's uh, something like, I have nothing but respect for that because I know how hard I had to work yeah. to get there. And I think, you know, a lot of people would probably look at, look at me, maybe look at you and say, you know, God, Jerry's been there for how many years and he's been a mainstay and, and, you know, has been at the Arnold and been at worlds and done all this different stuff and is known for these big lifts and and performances. And it wasn't easy, right? Like paving that road, man, like there's a lot of hardship and 
sacrifice and dedication that people don't see. Yeah. Right. It's because, it, you know, especially for you too. And I would say this even now, I mean, you're not a guy that puts a lot of stuff out there that talks a lot. I tell you what, like you work and you work hard, right. And you work hard with life, but you also work hard with training and, and you put it in. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, and this is very true with you. If you say you're going to do something, you do it. Right. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Like yeah. that's, and, and you know, like, over the years, it's the more that I've competed with you and seen you go through life and go through, you know, I mean, you'll put up training. It's like, hey, I competed on Saturday back in the gym. Here it is. It's time yeah. to go. To go. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's just kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, it's it's respectable, respectable yeah. after it. And, and you know, there's, uh, you know, I know for myself, I'm, I'm the same way, man. It's like there's no excuse. I'm not missing training. I'm putting it in. Oh. And so got any guys that, that can bang like that and, and come back and go, it, it's, uh, it's nothing but respect because I know the mentality that it takes because some days is not easy yeah. and you definitely sometimes don't feel like doing it, but there, there is no choice. You just go do it. Yeah. Well, like those are the days that make you, mm -hmm. you know, if you, you can get into the days that are tough because the days are easy. That's fun. Absolutely. You know, those days. But, the, you know, the days you're, you're dragging and you still get it done. And, and, and still being kind of a good day out of it. When you're going in going, today is not going to be a good day. And you get going and then it's kind of a slow warm up and build up and then you end up having a great day and going, oh, shit, that was good. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it, it's over the years, especially when we are traveling so much, doing so many shows, it, it became a joke at the gym because we deadlift on Mondays no matter what. Yeah. Like, it don't matter if I get off a plane Monday afternoon, we deadlift Monday night. <laughs> you know, so the, 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 the text will go out in the group like, I know it's a stupid question. Yeah, we deadlifted tonight. Absolutely, know, and I'm like, you know, it's Monday. I'm like, that's what I thought. All right, we'll be there. Oh, that's that's great, man. So, after you made it to World's Strongest Man, right? You kind of get to that that spot um, at the top. What what did you feel with that? Um, that was, I mean, a huge accomplishment to get to Worlds. Yeah. Um, Pretty unprepared that really because I went to was a reserve, yep, and then ended up really getting thrown in that morning. Yeah, I, I, I remember going down there that day of, yeah, and they ran me out of the athlete area. They're like, Oh, this is for competing athletes only. So I'm, I'm standing there watching the first you know groups go, and uh, finally, I'm like, I go back up to the room, started you know packing up the kids and everything, they were gonna head back to Arizona, and because you know we were in LA that year, and you get a call at the room, Colin Bryce is calling for you. So I go down, and he goes, well, he's out, you're in. Josh Sinpeg had tore bicep the day before, familiarization. Didn't say anything, was hoping to start the heat, but the bicep was so bad he couldn't pick up a barbell. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, what, what event we got? Then he goes, I don't know, you got to go ask him. So I go ask Josh, and Josh's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't, don't worry about it, but what, what do we got? You know. Yeah. And, and I got to run back up the room, grab my bag, and come back. And That's so crazy. And, I, don't and think I, I mean, I remember Josh pulling out, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that. That was the notice that you got. It was literally an, an hour beforehand. They ran me out of there. And then an hour later, they're crossing out Josh's name, writing my name in. Somebody's going, what's your name again? They're writing it in <laughs> and, and handing me the, the monitor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they go, where's your shirt? And I go, I don't have a shirt. And they're really yelling at Josh to take his shirt off. Give it to you. Because his other shirts are in his room. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. You got to go get him. And he throws me a shirt. And then, you know, so then, you know, an hour, over an hour later, I'm standing in front of a camera, getting ready to do first event at World's Strongest Man. That's yeah, so, that's crazy, like, man. So yeah. literally, just like just waking up, not even knowing, just and then you here right you in, go, thrown right into it. Yeah, 
That's crazy. And then, uh, so the first event wasn't great. It was a load medley. wasn't great. Then the second event was an uh, arm-over-arm truck pull, which was a really good event for me, especially at the time. Yeah. And I won it. Um, then uh, the next day we had a good squat. And it's had some good, few good events, but it's just not enough all overall to get in the final. Yeah. Um, but I said not prepared for it at all. Sure. You know, had, you know. No, no event. I mean, I was just training going into yeah. it, you know, but had no idea what the events were. But you probably that. gained so much much experience from that. Ex- just going to Worlds because Worlds is a different format so, than anything else. So much because you can tell like right away, like okay, this isn't the normal contest. You know, this doesn't pace the same as a normal contest. You, yeah. There's no way to pace it. You know, every time you think you got it paced, they stop for thirty minutes to range cameras. You know, so I was like, okay, so you know, you, you learn a bunch. You know, and then, then the next year, and uh, Sanya, I did. Uh, Giants Live, Britain Strongest Man, literally two weeks before, it was second. And then got the invite to Worlds, like fly home to thrash to get visas for China and, and everything, to a week later fly to China. So, again, not prepared at all. You know, yeah. just coming off that. So, it wasn't until finally 14 went into it more prepared. I had a spot, you know, had some of an idea what the events were going to be. Then, you know, had, had a good run at the, the heat, got in the final. And then uh, the final wasn't, wasn't a great one for me. Um but, you know, it was it was a learning thing. Then it was another learning thing. So I had I had the learning thing of you know the heats. Absolutely. Well, now this is a new one of having two days off to go into you know two more days of events. Absolutely. So then it was another learning thing too. You know, so I said you know I said always just, you're learning more and more. You know? Yeah, you make that first the first final is always different. Yeah, and right. I remember that was a hard you know for me it was a lot of learning as well yeah. because I remember. My tank was kind of empty, yeah. you know, because you've already competed. Well, at that point, it was four days of four, qualifying. Yeah. And then you had the days. It was either a day or two off. And then I think in, in 2009, it was three days of finals they yeah. did. And and um, I think that year was seven events. I'd have to. But anyway, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. So by the end of it, I remember the last day waking up and saying, wow, I'm having a hard time getting pumped up here, yeah. you know, to go. So pu- just putting yourself through that. I remember I stayed my first year at World's Strongest Man in 2008. I stayed for the final. Yeah. And I was actually, they had picked me as as um, the reserve, I think, for the final that year, which was cool. But um, I was uh, basically, I got the experience, right, of, of being there. I see it, yeah. And, uh, you know, that year they had a uh, the plane, the big plane pull, the Hercules C-130. Oh, yeah. So I had gone out and tested that thing. Um before right to make sure it was going to be okay yeah me and um i don't know if you remember richard skoog yeah um but we had we had gone out and and uh and and pulled this thing you know whatever and i remember the day of the final starting you know of course i'm a little beat up and you know i think i'd gone out uh with the guys um you know because they have that like party after and you know and uh i I was i didn't sleep a lot i remember i stayed up kind of late and and i was going down to just watch and colin was like you got your pulling shoes? And I said, for what? And he said, well, we need you to test the plane again before the guys go, right? You need to go out there. And we have to make sure it moves because we, we made an adjustment or whatever, right, yeah. for the pull. And I was like, God, I just tested this thing. You know, I'm pretty beat up. I didn't sleep a yeah. lot. But, hey, I'll, I'll grab my pulling shoes right. and whatever. And I, I remember they had all the crowd out there. And, and uh, I was like, God, I better not fail this damn thing. Like, you know, yeah. so I pulled, I, I pulled it. And, and uh, he's like, you got to pull the whole thing, too, because we need to make sure you can finish, yeah. um, which they used to do. They should do that more. A couple, couple of those have come back to bite them with not having them finish the whole Just pull. The whole thing, yeah. You know, if it's a little uphill at the end with a plane that big, you're yeah. But 
anyway, it was it was a valuable experience for me staying yeah. there for the final, watching the guys, but it's still not the same as actually going through it. Yeah. You know, so I, I feel like I learned a lot. But again, if you're going to all these contests, you get thrown in different situations. You travel to a different country. You deal with time changes, jet lag, maybe not sleeping the best. And all of that certainly could be an excuse, right? But but it can't be an excuse. It can't be. The opportunity's there. And sometimes it's just got to be go time, you know, to yeah. make it happen. So it's, it's interesting to hear you say that. So to gain that experience over those first couple of years with Worlds and then, you know, I mean, God, working up, man, uh, you know, you, you, I feel like you consistently came back to the Arnold doing better, um, you know, just getting stronger. Like it was, you were a guy that I feel like, just kept getting stronger, yeah. right? Like it was kind of like, come back. Okay, Jerry's going to be stronger. Like it was a consistent improvement yeah. is how I felt with you. Is that kind of how you felt? Or yeah. going into training, what was your mindset? No, it definitely seemed like it got better. There, there was a lot of years, at, at especially Arnold's, that unfortunately didn't see my best performances. I mean, I, I don't know how many years in a row there for like some of those. I, I would get sick every like January, February. And I'd be struggling through training. It's just, just sick as hell. You know, and then, you know, the way things were at the time, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get to Columbus till Thursday night most of the time, you know, and there was one time there was a you know, flight that got canceled. I didn't get there until Friday morning, you know, to go, you know, start Friday afternoon. Uh, so all those don't, don't help, but is what it is. I didn't yeah. complain about it. Online I, I, and, and we were talking about this yesterday, actually a little bit. I mean, your travel schedule and that was just because, just because you had to pick up your son, right? Yeah. It was kind of one of those things and it was. That was just what you had to it's do. Just the way I couldn't yeah, pick him up until you know two o'clock, and it's just the way things were at the time. And so, and, and you know, it, you know, looking back, I still had to do the same thing again because they've always come first. You Absolutely. Know? So it's just is what it is. You yeah. Know? So, but going in there, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things, you know, to do that to travel in. You got a little bit of a time change there, you know, going in and and, and arriving a little bit late. But again, you just got to make it happen. I think you know? seventeen the year I was third. What was the first year that I got to fly in like Thursday morning and kind of be there all day yep. and do rules and acclimate a little bit and eat and then and start to think kind of fresh Friday yep. and that was the difference. Yeah, I was, was third. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you had a good contest that yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and honestly, in, in my opinion, I know probably a little one sided because it was a good contest, but I, I think that it was the last heavy year of the Arnold. Yeah, it was the last heaviest year. That was a heavy year. It's another interesting conversation, yeah. you know, that we could heavy have. Year. I mean, I think that the sport in general. And I've said this a little bit before, you know, after 2017, cause 2017 at world strongest man was heavy, yeah. very heavy, very hard. Same thing with the Arnold. I mean, this is big weights. Um, you know what? Uh, 10 was it 1140 on the frame, 1140 frame, and, uh, the two yokes, you yeah. Know, 13 something. And then the 1565, 1565. That was day one. Yep. That was day max one. Day, deadlift the next day. I remember, yeah, I remember that actually because uh, I had to get adjusted by Todd because I my clavicle was kind of out of place from that yeah. frame carry. Yeah, you know, because you're strapping in yeah. at that kind of weight, and you know, again, literally th just those numbers, right? Like, let's just say those numbers one more time: fifteen hundred and sixty-five pounds on the yoke after the thirteen. What was it? Yeah. The first round was thirteen twenty or something like that. Yeah, second round. Yeah, yeah so the whatever. second round was fifteen sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing that. And an 1140-pound frame up the ramp. Yeah. So massive, massive weights. Then you're going to sleep and waking up and doing, you know, doing three more events that are start heavy. With, to start with a max deadlift. Yes. Yeah. Max deadlift. Yeah. And and so, I mean, you're 
this is this is the thing uh, now that that's heavy. Yeah. That's heavy, and and it, it shifted. It just flat out shifted then in, we had in 2018. 4:30 on the Austrian Oak for reps. Yeah, that night. Yep. In, know, in, in, the, the day. in 17. Yeah, in 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, so you shift. And this is the thing is, um, things do change, right? Yeah, and I mean, this, in the sport, it's it's interesting looking back. Because kind of when I was coming in, they really didn't do a lot of maxes. It was a lot more reps, a little bit more of endurance type yeah. of stuff. And then it, it just kind of gradually got heavier, right? So, you know, doing, doing worlds, worlds kept getting heavier. And, and people used to i remember they would kind of um talk down about worlds a little bit and say hey it's not as heavy but i mean worlds still and i mean 2015 that was to start that was an 1100 pound yoke carry yeah heavy. you know and the heaviest year of the stones heaviest year of the stones yeah. yep so they 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 bumped everything up everything went up and that was you know same thing uh max log yeah. right in that contest uh um really heavy deadlift for reps yeah. was a eight was that eight fifteen? Eight fifteen. Eight fifteen for reps. So I mean, you're you're just talking like off the, the stiff bar with the drums, big time. Yeah. I mean, you got to be strong. So this is the thing: is World stepped up their game, but Arnold was definitely at that point. You're walking in there, and the some of the events you're doing, you have the ten guys there, and some of them can't do them. No. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like oh, everybody's gonna start it or whatever. Some just you literally can't move it. Yeah. Well, I think you know? on the fifteen sixty five that year on the yoke, I think only what three or four of us completed it. Yes. If I remember right. Yep. I was I mean, which is in all fairness, and this I've said this before publicly, I think in strongman you should have at the top level a rule of thirds. Yeah. Right. So if you have three or four completing, that's perfect. Yeah. Really. And then you know the next three guys do okay. Yeah. And then you have three guys that struggle, yeah. right? Out of 10, it's kind of, you know, you kind of cut it down like that. And that's, you're really finding out at that point who who on that event is the strongest on that event. There's a clear cut. You can visually see this guy is stronger than that guy, right? And, you know, and there was, there was another one. There was one that, you know, talk about like putting something in to make you get stronger. Because I, I remember right, well, 15 was the first year of the yoke. I remember right, we started doing the two rounds of the yoke. 14. I think 14, it was 14. 14. Yeah. 14, 15, yeah. yeah. I remember the first year, I think it was like 12-something. It was the yeah. first one. And um, I just came off the, the Fit Expo, so I didn't really have a good training run, you know, for the Arnold to, like, dial in the Arnold. Mm-hmm. And I think we had, like, 1,100 at the Fit Expo. And so, at that time, it was the heaviest that I had tried. I remember as soon as I pushed it off the ground, from where the bar set down about six inches, everybody went, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yes. And I picked it again. I took maybe a step or two, and then I, I couldn't go anymore. It yeah. hurt so bad. And then, you know, so each year after that, and so the next year wasn't, it was a little bit better. Yeah. Then, you know, next year a little bit better. Then finally it was like, okay, I got to get better at this damn yoke. Yep. So I literally brought the yoke inside the gym. Because normally, like, it's the thing we do outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to do short carries every week inside the gym. Yep. And I'm going to go to failure. And so that's what I did. I went, we set aside the gym and we'd go, throw around the plates. Back, mm-hmm. throw around the plates. And just back to short carries. And it finally built my yoke up, you know. And I mean, I think it was, I think it was sixteen or seventeen training for the yoke. I tore an oblique. Oh boy! Pushing like thirteen fifty off the ground. I pushed off the ground. I felt like kind of just like kind of gave. And uh, so I mean, it, 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 it beat the hell out of me doing it. Yep. But man, once I got up to that that level where I, that seventeen finished in the fifteen sixty five. Going back to the, the regular shows that had a thousand, eleven hundred, it was a drag race. Oh, it's yeah. 
Well, like you nothing. just you just get so you ha- you're forced. Yeah, you're forced it, to step but it, up. And it get made me get get stronger on it and get better. At yeah, that, you know, because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked on this yoke. Like, yes, I'm, I'm going to get better at this thing. Yeah, you know? and and that's the, again, it just goes back to the conversation of the 280 log, 300 log. Yeah, you fail the thing, yeah. you get better, and it's just a obviously a drastically different uh, weight and event and everything. But if you know if your back's against the wall. You got to step up, yeah. and if if you want to do better, again, you can only look at yourself and say, "Hey, I've got to address this, and I've got to get better yeah. um, and attack it." And you know, it's um, it's interesting, you know, the the shift in the sport. And I think as things go on, some people don't remember uh, back, you know, and, and it's it's weird because you're talking 2017 now. That's five years ago already, yeah. right? So you know, everything kind of shifted, everything changed, everything changed. The world's strongest, not only Arnold. But at World's Strongest Man, it went from drastically heavy in 17 to much lighter. Yeah. And it just, you know, I I shouldn't say, you know, much lighter, I guess. They did have a max overhead there and, yeah. you know, some other stuff. But it wasn't the same. It just yeah. wasn't the same. Yeah, no, I mean, everything was heavy mm-hmm. that year. You know, especially to start off day one like that. Yes. You know, yep. I remember we could go day one and, and I was trashed. Yes. I'm like, how the hell am I going to deadlift tomorrow? Yeah. You know, I mean, I went yeah. and saw Todd. Yeah. And he... Worked me over. I remember leaving, leaving there going, I don't know if that was good or bad. Like yeah. I, I might be worse now. Right. And I woke up in the morning, oh, not too bad. Back feels better. But my hamstrings were really tight. Yeah. And we started going on deadlift. Mm-hmm. And hamstrings was extremely tight. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm like, I'm tear a hamstring. Thing. I got to be really careful. Yeah. And I think I opened like 921 or something like that. It moved okay, but they're just, they won't let go. Yeah. And it was like 960-something. Same thing. Yeah. And then... I'm looking at my training partner. I'm like, I, I don't know, dude. I think we're just going to call it safe. Yeah. So it did like 981, if I yeah. remember right. And they pulled it. Everything opened up. It was great. I, yeah. I walk it over to him. I go, we wasted it. Like, yeah. Now we're good. Now yeah. we're warm and ready. Isn't that crazy? And then that's when, you know, Jan walked over and was like, you want you want to take the shot at the record? That's yeah. 1031. Yeah. Like, Should I feel good now? Let's go. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but I mean, on a day, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, the, after, after doing everything we did day one, that no, that should have happened. That, that, Absolutely. You're know, looking at it on paper, you would never go, this is not going to happen. I was kind of, I mean, that day, I think I was kind of surprised um, going into that. I was kind of surprised on your calls on that that yeah. event because I think I ended up, I th- I ended up winning the event. At you, you won, nine, actually won the deadlift. 991? You, or I think it was like... Uh, I don't even 986 if I remember right because I did 981 yeah. and that you were going after me so I, I was one one above you yeah, yeah you just had to go to the next pool above yeah. me and, and then uh, you did that 1031 I was like well it did it just it didn't make sense at no all. no but like I said my hamstrings were so tight I'm like I'm, I'm gonna tear one I knew it I knew I was gonna tear one yeah because it was way the, for warm-ups the first two attempts and it's like dude I don't know what to jump you know I'm gonna, yeah I'm talking to training partner he goes and, and he was, you know, we trained together so long that like he could watch me. He goes, hey, he could just tell, body he could tell I'm being mental. Yeah, I'm yeah. being timid, you know. And then it was that all of a sudden, 91, it just opened up and like, oh, shit. Now, now we're Call good. it. Now we're good. Which was, I mean, 10, 1031 on that bar was awesome, man. I mean, yeah, that and that moves even better. Like, yeah. It was just, just one of them freak deals that just shouldn't happen. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, you, you go back and you go through these things and, and you, you like little stuff like that people never get to hear oh, about. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like in in uh, 2016 on that on the elephant bar, and that's the elephant bar deadlift we're talking about. Yeah. Um. You know, for anybody listening, but you know, it's kind of uh, I remember. You know, 2016 was the first year of that bar. Yeah. And uh, I I remember mine. You know, I was so you know, and people afterwards like, why didn't you pull more? 
but it was the first year of the bar. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I probably should have gone because my 10 21 that I pulled that year in 16 was so smooth yeah. and comfortable for yeah. me. And, and, uh, Eddie ended up being in the position where he had opened so damn heavy yeah. that he had the luxury of just calling, you know, yeah. and his, he pulled uh 10 26. Cause then that was yeah. where you broke that the, broke with 10 31. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, watching his poll. I was just sitting there like, man, I know I had more in the tank, yeah. you know, and, and, but that's the way it works when yeah. you're calling your numbers, yeah. you know, and, and again, just like the, the, you know, if that would have opened up before, yeah. I probably would have had to pull heavier than whatever it was, 980, 990, to get you in that event, or yeah. or you would have pulled more than me in the event and won the event. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, you know, I guess you ended up getting paid for the record, which is good. Yeah, I guess right on the end of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a just, bad just thing. just missed out a point. But yes, yeah. 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 No, that's that's awesome, man. So you, I mean, kind of working your way up through those years, and then, I mean, I feel, I, I feel like we need to talk about World's Strongest Man in 2020. Yeah. Because I feel like that was kind of a, you know, a performance for you that was was really really good you know that was great you know and you know is as bad as the whole you know pandemic and and all that was the, the one thing it, it did do for you know because I, I was doing you know a bunch of shows a year you know doing their whole arnold circuit you know so it was just one after another one after another and you're always nursing something you know and so just getting able just to train yeah you know during all that all the you know, lockdowns and all, all the bs that was going on and just got better you know, and just focused. Yeah. And as it got closer, okay, Worlds is going to happen now. And could just focus on it and not have all these other shows to worry about. Yep. You know, or am I going to get a spot? Am I going to get a spot? Or, you know, and just 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 hone in on it. And just, just the difference it makes, right? Yes. Versus yep. other shows over the years where I haven't had that luxury. Yep. You know, it's, it's a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, it, walking into that one, I feel like that was obviously a weird year for for all of us yeah. and and you know it's kind of like oh it's supposed to happen in may no it's not happening in may or yeah. june or whatever it was and now it's bumped back to november and you know but i mean you competed i feel like i mean how how many average shows did you do like I, I going do, up to this up through 2019 let's say well i mean especially um you know 19 18 17 because i was doing the whole arnold circuit so I, yes. would, I would do all of them you know plus you know maybe a giants live or so in there too yeah you know uh, so I, I was going almost every month somewhere. It seemed like, I mean, were you getting close to ten? Was it? I mean, probably yeah, probably by you know, especially eighteen, nineteen, yeah. Because that's uh, see, that's crazy, man. Yeah. To me, it's I I tried to you know have tried to even though it's hard to not go past like five yeah. in a year, you know, three three four five. Yeah. Um, and now I'm even more you know selective and and you know I just feel like it's something that's smart, you know, you, you put those miles on, you, you gotta be s smart and to be selective, you yeah. know? And, and I, I had, you know, the, the mentality, like, I'm going to go get it while I can, of course, you know? Yep. And uh, so this isn't going to last forever. So I'm gonna go get it while I can. And yeah, it, you know, it, it was fun, but I, I could have had, you know, some better performances if I would just honed in on some bigger ones, probably. Absolutely. But, um, it was all right. You know, I, I got to travel the world and, and, and do a you know ton of contests and, and, you know, Pete all over the world doing it. Well, so. if if you had to say, and I know this is a tough question because people ask me this too, but if you, what was your favorite, like favorite country, favorite contest that you got to do? I I, I still say probably competing in England is one of the coolest. Okay, um, 
is 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 because the fan base over there. Now is that was that at the deadlift world like, like the deadlift championships okay. or like in Wembley in nineteen? Okay, um, is is you know the, the fan base over there? They're 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 true diehard. You know, not that we don't have some great ones here as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, but there's there's a ton there. People yeah. are coming out. I mean, I yeah. I mean, we're getting more here, and I think having shows like like the classic and, and stuff like this, if we can help grow it here, because I guess they could have a place to go watch it. Absolutely, you know, where they didn't have that before. So I think it's going to grow even more, and and then. You know, with with YouTube and stuff, it's 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 coming along. You know, with the with show you guys did on the History Channel, all yeah. all those things have helped. You know, yeah. some of the documentaries the guys have done, it's all helped. What's interesting so. about it, and you're you're touching on a really interesting point, is I think a lot of people are fascinated by strength yeah. and strong men in general, yeah. world strongest man. But it seems, and even for us when we were started, it's something you watch on TV, but it seems so far away. There's no connection yeah. to I'm going to watch this. I'm going to see this, you know, because there's nothing like, in in my opinion, and again, I've done this as a competitor, yeah. but you talk to people that watch a contest in person, right? And some of the impressive feats of strength that you get to watch with your own eyes yeah. sitting in the crowd like that. Yeah. There's just nothing like it. No. I mean, you're watching a guy do something crazy, yeah. lift a weight that is just something you can't really imagine. And like you said, in at least in the states you've had other you know contests obviously the arnold where you're going to an expo you're watching the yeah. event and that type of thing but you know for us i i feel like the difference really has been those those big arena shows where you're getting to see the top guys perform yeah and 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 bang it out and you know i think you kind of interact with the guys a little bit absolutely know, um well you connect because they're not right, you start on a stage somewhere but yeah, yeah. You, had, you know so it, it's it's different yeah know, for them i hope i hope it does man i mean it it really is something, you know, I really want to grow the sport and, and give back, yeah. right? Give back to the guys, give it, you know, a good thing. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. Everybody seems to be real, real pumped about uh, about the Shaw Classic this year. And I, I can't wait to have it come to life again yeah. and, you know, go into the Budweiser Event Center. It's going to be a bigger venue, more opportunity for fans, athletes, and, and all that. It's so greater, um, yeah. I just, I can't wait, man. It's, it's yeah. going to be, you know, that... Um, you know, I mean, you were here the first year, and your deadlift battle with JF. Oh, the, the energy in that room that oh, day, man. I mean, it's literally. I'm like talking about it. Yeah. I'm like, and I was, you it was, know, it was really cool to see, you know, how yeah. like, you know, all the competitors in there became fans. Yes, you know, and yeah. just the energy in there. Where I mean, it just it would turn in just. I mean, just like you know, like a, like a crazy training day. You know, right? With buddies. It was. You know, there's and, not. Uh, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's literally like that. That moment. Uh, that day. Well, that contest in general is just kind of like one of those things that's hard to explain, you know, and, and uh, um, you know, seeing you guys, like I, like you said, I turned into a fan, yeah. right? It was like, yeah. you know, um, certainly not like on that deadlift, at least it's not my best performance, whatever, but sitting back and watching you guys do your thing yeah. and just like, I, I had planned for the weights and I was like, well, there, there's nobody that's going to touch, you know, that kind of, you know, I think we're going to stop around this. Yeah. Luckily I had brought extra weights, yeah. you know, we had enough there because <laughs> you guys, you guys just kept the, yeah. can you top this? Like it's well, going it, up it, and up. It, it was, it was the same thing. You know, it was like, you wouldn't have predicted it. Nope. Day two, you know, that's what I said. I was you like, know, it's, it's day no two. Way. We've already done a max log. No. We already did a heavy yoke and farmers. Yeah. Right. How, like you're not going to have no, it no there, yeah. but, uh, you guys stepped up, man, and, and that electricity, like, I feel like last year, too, with having the crowd, Oh yeah. Um, you know, everybody, you could just tell how in... in just great cr crowd, and you get just that, just a different energy in there, especially when everybody's into it. Oh, you know? 
and, so and awesome. genuine fans of yes. the sport, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they just love seeing the, the feats that they're, you know, they're witnessing. Yeah. And so it's the energy you can't replicate or, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting to see it grow, man. And, and, and I, I really hope that it does, yeah. you know, cause it's, it's a good way to give back to the sport, give back to the athletes, but also to the fans. And once they have that connection, I mean, I think last year we did some, uh, like a survey and sent out to a lot of the people that came yeah. and I, I literally think every single person, if they can, if they have the weekend open, they're coming back. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like, Oh, I had, I had kind of a good time, but I'm not going to come. It's like, if I was there, I want to be back. Cause this is, this is like mind blowing. You know, I mean, you go, can, you can watch other things, right. But it's just like nothing quite like that because even, you know, if you're a kid, if you're, even if you're just a, you know, Hey, I work a nine to five, just yeah. business guy kind of thing. It's entertainment. Yeah. And it's something you don't get to see, you know, and, and human strength. And that's why I like with the, the history channel show, I was so pumped up yeah. about it because I, I've been a fan of strength in general. You yeah. watch some, somebody do something and it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. No, it's it really amazing. You yeah. Know, what, what the human body is capable of and, and pushing it to the limits. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. So how are you feeling now? What's what's coming up? What's next? And um, much better than it was last year. was was rough. Everything kind of came to a head about really about a month before World's Strongest Man. I was I was pushing really hard, and and you know Worlds is, is a tough one to train for. Absolutely, you know, we don't we don't get okay. Here's your six events that you're going to get in the heat, and here's your final. You, you get here's twenty seven events you might see. <laughs> you know? Good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you know trying to touch everything because I want to be you know prepared, and, and it was just and. You know, probably a little bit of my own detriment. You know, missing that stone in 20 and missing the podium, mm. you know, ate at me. So I just, I run myself in the ground. And it's literally just, everything just came, came to a head beforehand. I mean, there, there was literally about four or five weeks that, every week that I, I was in my pain management doc's table. And when I would leave, there was a tray just full of needles from epidurals, pain shots, gel, mm. Everything just keep pushing through. And we gotta we gotta give her a shout out. So it's Dr. Yeah. Lundquist. Yeah, Active Life. Active pain Life Pain. So if you guys haven't watched or you're listening to this, I did a, a YouTube video where I went down um, after uh, my hamstring tear, and Jerry talked to me at the Rogue Invitational. I was like, "Hey Brian, I think you, this is something you should do." I did it for my hamstrings, and that has been the best thing uh, for me. You know, it just seems like we were talking about. It, it just oh, seems yeah. like so. If you're looking into yeah. that, she is next level i know she's helped jerry a, a ton and and now has helped me and um you know i mean so she's i know that she's been working on you and, and yeah, helping I mean, out so for a lot that's of years, amazing so i think i started with her in 13 after after sanya i, I partially tore his patella tendon on the axle I, I stepped back and they had those rib uh, mats and it kind of caught my foot when i when i kind of you know when i cleaned the thing back i stepped yeah well when i i stepped it caught so i didn't pull my foot back right away so it, it tugged the knee oh man and uh, so I got back, and I'm like, what am I, what am I, what am I going to do to heal this? And then found out about her, and then went to her. She treated with PRP, and actually, we ended up doing both. And then, uh, so literally, and then just, I mean, every everything I had, I would just go to her. Yeah. Um, from, you know, calf tears, the hamstring tears. You know, Malaysia, I tore this, this quad tendon 75% on that last stone in the heat to make the final. And um, I, I got back and talked to Ortho, and he's like, my thing is, is 60%. We'll talk about, we'll let it heal versus you know operating he's here at 75 you're way over that so we're gonna have to go in basically cut it put it back together and we're talking about downtime and everything i'm like man i have a hard time taking away my leg for you know six seven months you know when yeah i just got through six heavy events in the final world strongest man not great but i got through them got through it yeah. you know and then 
I got back in. I was right back in the gym. I think I pulled 700 pounds the day before I was in his office, you know, talking to him. Uh, Burke and I were going to go do the team show the next month in, in England. And I'm like, you know what? I, I already talked to Lundquist, and, and she said, yeah, we'll treat it. And so I told him, I said, I think I'm going to go try to do PRP on it. And it was like talking to a Ford dealer about going to look at a Chevy, you know. Oh, I bet. And he's like, oh, you know, the research isn't back on that. I'm like, well, I, I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And did the one treatment on it and everything I've done since 15. That's you know? awesome. And and then just multiple stuff over the years, you know, labrum tears in the shoulders and that. And then finally, my, my hips have gotten bad enough where we had to go a little beyond, you know, just PRP or A2M. So I've had, I think, total of probably five bone marrow treatments since last summer. Okay. I had uh, two in each hip and then uh, one in the shoulders. And uh, and because that's are, quite a process, right? I it's mean, a little you, bit of a process. Because they, they take the bone marrow out right there and then. It's a little more invasive because they have to hammer into the pelvis to extract the bone marrow. And then they basically hammer it back into where they're going to put it. Man. Uh, so it, it's a little more of a process and PRP is really pretty simple. You know, yeah. Just taking blood and spinning yeah. it. You, it's, it's interesting to me how casually we have a conversation yeah. about this. It's like, oh, it's it's a little more invasive. They just do this yeah. and hammer this just in. Hammer the rod <laughs> in there. You know. I you think know. on one YouTube I, I did on the one, I, I had to cut it out because on the one side, she actually bent the rod. going Because our, our, our bones are like concrete. Hard, you know. Absolutely. And, and she's, she's sweating and it bent the rod. So then the other guy's having to hold it, to hold it straight so she can finish bringing the thing back in there, you know. And I, I got so many comments like, I, I couldn't watch it. How do you do it? I'm like, well. Again, like whatever it takes. Yes. Whatever it takes. It's, it's, Making it's it happen. So th those treatments are going well, though. Going, you going really well. Um, it's helped a lot. And I also had a, a procedure called disc seal, which is kind of like a PRP. They, they mix up um, and, and to heal some bulges in my low back. Interesting. Um, okay. So I had that last summer. Uh, that's helped the low back a ton. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's all helped a lot coming along. Yeah. Yeah. And he said um, it's something we, we should have done sooner, you know, but it just it was one of the things – it wasn't horrible yet. Sure. Unfortunately, waited until it got just horrible. Yeah, so, and then you have to deal with it. we had to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's um, one of those things that you feel like will come back to a spot where you're going to be competitive, you feel good. Yeah, and, it's, 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 it's getting back better and better. The, uh, the, 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 like, the Shaw Classic was rough last year because I was yes. just coming out of those treatments. I know. Uh, yeah, same yeah. thing, the Rogue. Now, the Masters Rose was a little better. I was third there. And then... Um, Every every month it just gets better and better. That's perfect. Um, so we'll we'll probably do um, a few more treatments, just kind of keep everything you know healing. Absolutely, you know, but it, it's all coming back. You know, getting better and better. Yeah, it's, so. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like you yeah. you go through it, and um, you know, a lot of people like we mentioned earlier in this, yeah. right? A lot of people would, would not understand that. No. They don't understand the mentality. They 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 would say wait, I have to do what? Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. it's, it's, you know, one of those things I understand it yeah. and I get it, you know, because it's, it's like, Hey, you go in and train and this is what I do, what I love, what I've worked hard for, yeah. you know? And, um, you know, so I, I, you know, I know that she's amazing oh, and yeah. I feel like you're going to, you know, just keep getting better and better here and yeah. see, you know, what kind of, uh, open doors are there, yeah. you know, like as far as this year goes and yeah. So we'll see what, what comes along with worlds. Um, Hopefully, maybe still invite there, and then yep. if not, then I'll, just, I'll focus on Shaw Classic. Yeah, coming ready to rock. Lots of time to get ready for that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy. It's going to be uh, August thirteenth and fourteenth, man. It's yeah. it's crazy. Like looking at the calendar, you know how quickly 
how quickly this year seems to already be going yeah, by be quick. But, yeah. but uh it's i mean it's exciting it's it's going to want to be one of those things and you know um it, having the guys come back it, it uh it's so fun for me yeah. to see it you know and you know especially from where it was that first year that energy the second year and like i know that this year is just gonna oh, so hopefully level up bigger and, and bigger more more crowd and everything yes and then, then doing the other class um it's just gonna add more excitement too i think i think uh, well it's uh that's the goal that's the yeah. goal you know and, and i think it's for a lot of us seeing that that growth especially um you know now uh competitors that have been around for a yeah. while it, it's an interesting perspective and you know seeing where things go and and um you know it's awesome man i i think um you know your perspective on life and and uh you know everything from you know from your dad and and uh just bringing being brought up that way yeah. right like i i can definitely appreciate that because it was kind of the same thing for me in a lot of ways you know my dad farm working yeah uh, you know, i mean so it's just hard uh, but you, you know, you, when you, there's something about, a, a, especially for, I think for a young boy to watch his dad work hard. Yeah. And, and I, I just remember there's different times where my dad would get called into work and I, I would think to myself, God, it's, it's, you know, cause my dad worked in, uh, in power. Like, yeah. it, so the power lines, you get a snowstorm or something, you'd have to go. Yeah. And I was like, you know, you're in this warm house, you're with your family, you get a call and you got to go do deal with that. Yeah. And I, I always, you know, would think to myself, God, that's so crazy. Yeah. But, you know, he, I understood, especially as I got a little bit older, it's like he's providing for our yeah. family, yeah. right? And putting that work in. And, and it's something like, you know, if, if he's going to do that, I can work harder at what I'm doing, yeah. right? Whether it's, exactly. you know, anything, school or, you know, sports or whatever. And you kind of have that work ethic. And it's, it's great to hear, you know, from that perspective you know coming up and that stuff that you'll never forget i'll you never know. forget yeah i remember being a kid you know you I, you never saw him at home when the sun was up because he, he left in the morning before the sun was up and he wouldn't be home till probably eight o'clock at night working he worked 15 16 hour days that's amazing yeah. man and, yeah. and you're talking you know when he was in his 40s 50s he was doing that yeah you know he, he wasn't even you know, a young kid you know no, young man no. doing that then you know because he was about 39 40 when i was born that's awesome so yeah um so like I don't have any excuse. No, yeah, no, that's cool. And and I'm I'm sure with with your um your kids, your son especially, he's going to see how hard you've worked to open the doors, yeah. and that's going to be instilled in him. And it's just kind of that 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 carries on, you yeah. know, as well. So yeah. well, he, he goes, you know, he he got really lucky for the last. You know, that was one thing. Good thing. Another good thing that came out of the pandemic when school was shut down, he went he went to the shop with, with uh, you know Papa and and learned how to weld and use a lot of equipment and, and that's, so he already has a little bit of base down absolutely you know, from, from spending you know, the last couple of years down there 100 uh, percent. so it, it's good so he, he's gonna kind of grow up in it as well that's that's awesome man well god i appreciate you coming on man have, thanks where for uh, you. where uh can people find you if they want to follow you and uh, it's instagram jerry pritchett strongman facebook jerry pritchett and uh youtube jerry pritchett jerry all jerry pritchett all jerry pritchett yeah i love it man and uh follow bubba Love a strong man, and that's that's uh, that's Jerry's son, and yeah. and uh, he's uh, eleven now. Eleven, eleven, and, and doing good. He's uh, he actually came out and, and uh, trained with us a little bit, which yeah. is which is cool. It's uh, it's it's great to see a young kid getting into it and love it like that. Yeah, he's pretty excited. He's he's gonna do teenage nationals in June with 13, 14 year olds at eleven, 
and uh, he he has a lot of big plans for himself. We'll see. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's that's where it starts, man. It starts yeah. in your head and yeah. having a goal and a dream and and um, you know following it. Yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of where we rocked and rolled from, it and is, yeah. and, uh, and it's it's all stemmed from there. And now we get to sit here and have this awesome yeah. conversation yeah. about uh, the good old days. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, yeah, yeah. Different things have changed. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, one thing too, you know, you know, yeah, how things have changed maybe for some guys coming up, maybe have some certain opportunities, some of the shows, but then in another way, some of the shows guys have got into so much different than some of those wins we did. Oh, boy. you know, I mean, you know, I mean, they come into great shows and have great, you know, paydays and right away, you know, which you know, we didn't, we didn't necessarily get that. No, know? no. I, I flew, I remember flying across the world and, and uh, not having amazing you know, accommodations and, yeah. and whatever you show up to a parking lot in some weird country, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. like, Hey, I guess this is where we're going to compete. And that's the equipment we're going to do it with, yeah. you know, <laughs> come, come, come for payout at the end of the show. And they go, uh, I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll get, get you next, next time. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you next time. So yeah, you know, Oh, well, just kind of makes you who you are though. That's, that's yeah. it, man. That's it, man. Well, I, I, like I said, I really appreciate it. And, for anybody listening, uh, please go give Jerry some love. Follow him uh, on Instagram or, or any of the uh, places he just mentioned. And if you got something out of the podcast, please share it. Um, you know, tag us on Instagram. We'll try to share it. And, and uh, that's the way we're going to kind of spread the message here and, and uh, keep the podcast growing is, is really love, you know, from you guys and, and uh, getting something out of this show. So we're going to keep coming. We'll keep a lot of content, um, you know, coming out uh, positive in that message uh, going, you know? Yeah. So uh, anyway, appreciate Absolutely. your brother, man. I appreciate it. Right on. Thank you all. Hope Thank you guys. all doing amazing for now. Go out and be great. And we'll check you guys later.